to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. He's back, everyone. We're back. I am back. His voice is back. He's back, (laughs) sitting in the chair. Um, We had to miss a week, but I'm sure everyone was fine with that. Didn't have any complaints here. Oh, good. That's nice to know. And, uh, well, it's been a bit of a couple of weeks, funny weeks this week. And, uh, you know, but we're, we're, we're back fighting fit again. Very good. Thing. Very good. It was very odd doing the podcast last week by myself. I I almost just didn't do anything, but then I thought, no, I'll just let everyone know that we are coming back rather than <laughs> for another, another next week. But without just uh, yeah, but uh, rather than leave them all hanging. Um, so yeah, it was very odd. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not going to start doing solo podcasts anytime soon, that's for sure. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I feel the same way, Steve, so don't worry. If I was on my own, not that I could do it on my own. There's no way I could do it. If you could, though, it would be fine, because you would just chat about art and and your techniques and what pictures you'd done, but I'd just be sitting here going, um, Mm. (laughs) I wouldn't have anything new to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> the, the thing is it's all the buttons i wouldn't know what buttons to press no i mean i you know i'm a terrible um and um mum will confirm that i i push buttons and and touch things and everything goes poof, you know it it sounds um, like a very I'm, I'm not that sounds like a very entertaining podcast to me actually oh I expect it would be. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would be <laughs> falling about laughter. It would be me that's that's you know in a tiz. I kind of want to see that now. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> well, you can you know let me you go off and leave me on my own for a little right, while, then. and I'll see see what happens. <laughs> see, how, have I run out? <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, you've uh, aside from losing your voice, you've been busy doing lots of artwork. Um, mm. We had one that we were we were getting ready to talk about last week, so um, let's talk about that one. Um, sure. And the good news is the the break has given me enough time to catch up with editing a little bit more and and get this one edited that we're talking about. So it shouldn't shouldn't be long before that's up on the website now. Good. Um, tell everyone about this one, Dad. Well, it. it- it came about really um, because I, saw, I was going through Pixabay looking, what, what shall I do? What shall I do? And suddenly that came up and I thought, wow, that's a lovely picture. There's a dog with the neckerchief and I hadn't seen one. And, I mean, we've seen them there around Broadstairs. They put little neckerchiefs on them. But and I thought that was so sweet. It was also a very attractive picture as well. So that's what um, struck me. And then I thought, well, we could put it in shadow, although it's strictly speaking, it's not really a, a shadow picture. It was, um, you know, there was no real depth there. But I thought I, I could still use the same colours, and uh, that's how it that's how it was. So it was a shadow picture in terms of the four colours, 
and the techniques, but uh, no real shadows except for the very dark neckerchief. But I thought it was a charming picture and one that uh, I think will go down well for all the dog lovers. So was it originally in colour and you turned it black and no, white? No, no. No, it was black and white. Interesting. So I didn't have to do anything. I just had to uh, straight, straight swap with it. I did make a few adjustments. I was going to say, did you enhance it at all or like bring mm. out the darks a little bit more? Well, yes, the, the, the background was very light. So it was very light background, very light dog. So I had to darken that, but I couldn't darken it too much because it would have been too much contrast. Something you've got to be very careful with when you're doing uh, pictures like that because you can overdo the um, strength uh, of, you know, if I put the black or the very dark background on that, that would have spoiled the whole thing. Because it's too light an animal. Right. Uh, you see what I mean? So you couldn't, you can't do that. You've got to have the contrast uh, tempered. But it was perfect. I always do that um, as I go along. And I did with this one. I, I started off in the usual top of the head. And then I, I put the background on. Normally I wouldn't do that. I would wait until I, the end, as people know. But in this case, uh, I knew what I was going to be doing, and I needed that contrast. I needed to see how it worked. And uh, and it's also nice because uh, when I film it, I'm filming it in real time, really. People are seeing it as it is, and I don't do any practice beforehand. Uh, I get an idea of what I'm going to do, but I don't practice it. So what people see is what they what they see. And uh, if it works, that's fine, which it did. And it usually does, because I do have an idea of um, what I need to do. Uh, but I, th- I I could have always intensified the colour if I'd needed to. But I didn't. It worked straight away. Mm. Uh, and it came off. Probably the most striking part of that picture, the, the thing that really like draws me in is the right hand side the contrast within that fur it looks so real mm. on the right side mm. of the where you've got the the ear and the the dark mm. fur um and you've got almost you know just those white highlights coming into it mm. it really really stands out well this is this is that was the probably the trickiest bit because i knew that that if I was going to put shadow in, that's where the shadow would have to be. And to a certain extent, you could say it was there, but it couldn't be. It couldn't be severe. It still had to be uh, tempered, and, which I think is great because people will want to do their own animals, and they'll um, hopefully will want to do this one, and they'll see that uh, how I talk myself round uh, to actually creating the uh, contrast that's needed there exact contrast it has to be um you, you haven't got you haven't got really much of a margin there it's either got to work or it has doesn't work so if you overwork it then it spoils if you underwork it it spoils see what i mean so you have to you have to work at it quite a bit to get the uh, right contrast and you're quite right that would be the area that it could have been gone wrong. Mm. Also, something that I've just thought about is, especially with animals, 
and this type of picture and there's no way to tell because it was already in black and white but how much of it is shadow and lighting and how much of it is the tonal quality of the fur like is this animal mm. has this animal got other colored colors in his fur and would that show up as shadow or just as a different color um i don't know because i never saw it in color Sometimes if I do change it, then I could probably answer that question and say, oh, yes, it was. So, But generally speaking, when you um, something is produced in black and white, uh, it does give you the inference of colour, not colour itself, but tone, and you can see that working. Uh, and I think this is one of the great things about the, uh, the shadow pictures that we have is that you have that you still maintain the quality. I mean, after all, if you, I love black and white films, as you know. I see an awful lot on a daily basis almost. I watch black and white films, old old movies, and I, I really enjoyed watching them. Well, the other day I saw um, one of my uh, all-time heroes, in, and I'd only ever seen him in black and white, uh, ever. And someone had colorized it. And I found it on the internet. I thought, oh, that's interesting. They're colorized it. So anyway, I watched that. No, I didn't like it at all. Didn't like it at all. I mean, the, when they colorize these things, they, it's a little bit false anyway. doesn't look right. And uh, so I didn't like it. And I won't watch it anymore now. If, if I found one of the, my well-known heroes or old-fashioned uh, cowboy western films that have been colorized i won't watch it i prefer the black and white so i think and in black and white you get that uh, wonderful contrast and hundreds and hundreds of different tones uh, that in it suggests color but not color and uh, and i think i mean even I don't think necessarily modern films are produced in black and white, but right into the 60s or 70s, they do used to do them deliberately black and white as opposed to colour because of the tonal value and the impact that it makes. Mm. doesn't spoil enjoyment at all, in my opinion, putting colour in. Mm. Yeah, it's, it is rarely done. Leaving it as black and white. Nowadays, it is rarely done. There are a few, but it's not really done very often okay um another area of this picture that stands out to me and you really get the three-dimensional aspect of it is the eye on the right hand side as we're looking at the picture you have it really um sort of uh what's the word sort of you can see that the way the fur is over that eye that it's in like mm. it's recessed like obviously like it's just mm. it looks so natural mm. um well, well this is this is again the beauty of um uh being able to create a dimension a three-dimensional image with just those basically two colors because you're only looking at the um the two in that case i did use quite a lot of white Generally speaking, I don't. I use white as an enhanced uh, light source. But in this case, I didn't. I did use the white a lot. So you're using the 
270 and the 229. And either the black and the white go either side of that. So you either put the black on to intensify and you put the, um, the white on to intensify ordinarily. On the latest picture, which uh, you haven't seen yet, you won't see until next week, uh, I, that was very much in evidence. So I went back to the old way of producing the uh, uh, black and white image. But this one was slightly different, so I did use a lot of white. So you're only using two basic tones, and in those tones, you've got to use a you've got to use a hundred different levels, different uh, inferences of, of uh, grey. Really, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at grey by putting the two in, even though strictly speaking. It's not grey, it's uh, grey-brown, the uh, 229 is. But I think that's what gives it just a little bit of an edge over black and white, stark. Black and white would be quite stark, where the colours we're using in the, the shadow pictures are not that stark. But uh, it's, it's going to be... I think people will love to do it anyway, because once again, what we're doing it for is uh, giving people experience. Mm -hmm. being practice, being able to create that effect, even though you're restricted in the, the, the colour tone. Mm. And I imagine this one, like it, it looks like it's a lot of the same techniques, but I get the impression that it's harder than it looks, this mm. one, because of the um, subtlety of contrast within the fur. Like, even though it's just the four colours even like again on that right hand side and especially around the nose and the muzzle there is so like it it it, it must be more complicated than it looks it is and people will find it is as well um particularly the nose where the nose is very very dark isn't it against a background of very very light now that could have not worked but the fact that uh, i'd already done the eyes which did work really well um, they were the kind of first thing I did, you know, which I usually do uh, try to get those in as quick as I can. And I knew when I did those, I was okay with the nose. But had That's I done the nose first before I did the eyes, I would have struggled a bit with that. Gosh, this is too too severe. Why is that? Why? What, what's why? Why did you do the eyes and you knew you'd be okay with the nose? What's the similar similarities there? Um, it's the way it goes, really. I mean, the eyes come through before the nose because you're working from the, uh, the top to the bottom. But the nose was, uh, I knew that would, it stood out on the reference photograph I was looking at. It stood out, but I was looking at that and thinking, well, okay, it does stand out, but it's working. It works because I looked at it and uh, saw the picture originally and thought, oh, that looks lovely. So I was smitten by it. Therefore, it does work. And because I've got that confidence in my ability to be able to recreate that same imagery, uh, it doesn't... Um, but I'd use the, I use the eyes as a little um, temporary um, practice area, if you like, to see how that contrast works i don't explain this I, I don't think i did and i can't remember now 
but I don't explain this. I don't go into it in that kind of detail uh, because I don't want people to put people off. But that's the thought patterns that go through my head when I'm doing a picture or attempting a picture. But I love I love the challenge, as you know, and I, I think this is the, uh, the, the, the charm of the shadow pictures because you, you are, as soon as you start one, you've got a challenge on your hand to be able to reproduce that uh, as you see it. But in fact, more than as you see it, it's got to be enhanced. You've got, to, you've got to make it a little bit more special than the photographic reference that you're mm. going going for. Mm. Um, and it was the same with the neckerchief, really. If I, that That is very dark. Uh, and the other secret to this is to put down, when you're doing something like this, a very light layer, and it has to be a light, fine base color of the 270. I have to think about it. 270. You have to put that in first. You couldn't put white. That would, wouldn't work at all. But the fact that I've done so many now, knowing that uh, I need, when I get the, exactly the right tone, this is what you have to do. You have to put that in first. Now, you look at that nose and you think, oh, you don't need to do that. You just put 229 and black. That would work. It, it wouldn't work quite the same way. You would need to have just a, a, just a smidgen of base color before you put that dark on. Interesting. So this is this is what happened, and of course you've got the grey paper as well, pastel paper, which is unique and invaluable, really, for doing something. As I, I, if I, if you took the grey paper away from me now, the dark grey paper, I wouldn't be able to do the shadow pictures, mm. not in the same way. Another thing that wouldn't be taken, you wouldn't like taken away from you, is the colour shaper, and I imagine <sighs> on this one it was absolutely vital. Oh, yes, it would. You can't, I mean, I can use my finger, but it does not the same. You've got to have the colour shaper as that, an, in, an added instrument, really. Yes, you're quite right. Colour shaper, without doubt. With fur like um, this, I know that you've been very reliant on a colour shaper to achieve that fur effect, because that mm. really is the magic tool for, for things like this. So this, a really good exercise in mastering using the color shaper for long fur i imagine absolutely and it also rubs off as well when you when you uh, have done a few color pictures and you uh, you're successful at it you you learn very quickly that uh, contrast side of it. it it's something that you have to otherwise it won't work if you don't if you don't understand the contrast it doesn't work so it's been a wonderful tool, really, for people then to, to go move on then to colour. Because once they move on to colour, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. You've got lots of different base colours you've got to put down and, and tones to achieve. But the practice you've had at, with, the, with the simplicity, if you like, of just the four colours gives you that uh, uh, ammunition, really, to tackle uh, and improve colour pictures. The next picture I'm doing, if you want to talk about that, is um, a picture which it was exactly the same thing ha happened. This new picture that I haven't even started yet. I've only just started um, thinking about it. Um, but it's it's a, a, the same idea. You've got a very very fierce background, really fierce, plain, 
I tell you what it's a bit like. It's like the uh, prowling tiger. Yeah. And and it's a tiger as well, as it happens. Uh, but but it's a striking. It, it, and I and I looked at this um, today when I when I was uh, uh, transferring it over, and I thought I'm going to have a little problem with the background. Okay, because it's very very dark, and the temptation is going to be to put black on. You can't do that. You could not put black on. And so, but the striking difference between the colours, which are very light in places, and the black, it wouldn't work. So I've got to now, and this is going to be a challenge, and people will see it when they see it eventually, and you will, probably by next week I'll have it done. Um, You'll see me actually working hard deciding, first of all, what paper do I use? I'm a bit tempted to go back to the dark grey paper, I've got to be honest, because that gives me an edge. I don't have to work that hard to get that colour that uh, I've got, but I can't use the same colours. I cannot use those colours I've used for um, the shadow pictures. It's got to be a different colour, so I've got to find some more colours to be able to create that background. Black is almost certain to be put on, but you've got to have a couple of colours before that to be able to uh, get that right colour. So it reminds me a little bit of the um, girl with the pearl earring. You know that we did that one, and I had to put a very dark, deep blue on to start with on that one, uh, and then we put the dark colours on top of it, and it worked brilliantly. And I had the same thing there. I had to look at. The, um, the, the contrast between the light skin tones of the head and the face against that background. So I've had plenty of practice at doing that, but this is where uh, it, it, it gets the old brain box going. So how am I going to do that? Hmm. Oh, that's uh, interesting. It is in, it's interesting. I think it fascinates people. But again, I probably would be... In, in trouble if I had to use like a, a, a sand-coloured paper for it, as if I had to use that, because then I'd have to work even harder to try to get the, uh, the tone mm. before I, you know, could use it. So as I say, it's almost certainly going to be. It worked quite well. Um, the green, dark green background worked quite well in the another tiger i did remember tiger in water i think it was what i did yeah. that worked well but it's not going to work here what it's about going to work with... what about a brown that is a bit obvious to me you know if you put brown you think well i don't have to work so hard at the background i i, I don't i don't like that idea the reason i usually choose the gray which is effectively steve it's kind of brownish isn't it well, that's grey. We call it grey. It's got a tone in it, which is mm, edging towards a greyish look to it. Um, a, you know, a brownish look. Sorry, got a, which I think is unique. That's what makes that paper stand out and um, looks so good. Really, when you put the uh, um, the different tones that I'm going to use, it's going to be interesting. I'll let you know next week. Mm. Yeah, but really how interesting. I, how I solved that problem. Would, anth- I, would anthracite be too dark? Yes. 
because Absolutely. the lights wouldn't show up as no 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 you can't you can't well i mean people could and they um they may well do but i'm when i'm looking at a picture i'm looking at perfection i'm looking at the ultimate you know it's got to be absolutely right and uh i can't i can't mess about with oh uh, i'll try anthracite no I definitely wouldn't use that. I don't like black paper anyway. Uh, I find it difficult to um, work colour into it. I'm a, I'm a stickler. I mean, fortunately, this is the trouble. I, I know what I want to do with the, with the base colours, and I, I know how to produce a colour which is going to enhance the picture and it's got to with this because you've got very very dark background black almost against the the tiger uh which is um i mean in in the prowling tiger i i that was worked on um sand on gray paper and i had to do a lot of um work trying to get that dark enough i remember yeah remember it, it was really hard it worked well I had to use some stick pastels for that as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. to get that to get that intensity, uh, and I would probably have to do it again with this one if if I hadn't already now got the uh, the papers that uh, uh, for the, the particularly dark grey. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I talk about it now. I don't know until I actually get uh, it actually on on the drawing board and think, oh, uh, here we go. But I'll know almost as soon as I start putting the uh, the fur in, which I shall start with the animal, and then immediately almost put the background on. I shall straight away, and I'll know then how this is reacting. Mm. Well, I'm really interested. I'm intrigued to see what the final outcome is uh, is going to be. I'm sure everyone can't wait to see how you get on with that next week. Gonna be a good one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well it's, it's a tiger again. I don't really mind. Um, uh, I, I did for, for a while. I thought, oh, not another tiger for good, goodness sake. But they are so popular, and people love them. And and I know Jason Morgan loves them as well. And so he does them all the time. And mm. why not? If 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 it's something that people love to do, and we are in that uh, industry where we want to satisfy people's own uh, tastes and being able to create especially something like this which is real drama mm. much more than the uh, prowling tiger this is it's much more intense wow fantastic i am very excited then to see this one because prowling tiger is one of my favorites of, mm. uh, of yours so be interesting excellent okay cool well We'll leave it there this week. Um, leave you all to see what uh, happens next week with uh, the, the Tiger picture. Um, just to give a quick update, adding lots more courses uh, week by week. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen what we've been adding, then go over to our website and check out the uh, section at the bottom that says what's new or new glasses. That um, We are now uh, well over 400 in total. And there's lots, lots, lots more to come. So on a weekly basis, you're getting new and new, more new classes 
to get your teeth into. Um, just a quick heads up as well about our store for anyone that places orders for materials with us. Uh, unfortunately, we've had to up our international postage uh, prices. Um, it's been a real nightmare, as I'm sure a lot of companies are in the same boat uh, at the moment. In the last year, the postage costs for everyone have doubled or tripled in some cases. And um, we've uh, been hit by the same thing. I know Europe with Brexit and everything like that has been a real problem um, because European customers have had to pay tax and customs charges and all sorts of things so it's been a bit of a headache for us here too um so yeah we've had to up our postage costs we've um we've been undercharging for as long as i can remember with postage um just so that we can in, you know get the products to people abroad without it costing them the earth um and we're still undercharging now but unfortunately as i said we've we've got to the point where we're losing money on on things and um it's it's just not financially viable as a business to continue doing that as i'm sure people understand so um if you are an international customer of ours we are very sorry that we've had to up our our postage costs um and hope that um you can still get the products that you need from us um or are able to find alternative sources that are closer to home perhaps don't um don't have the same problem as we have um, it's just one of those things in business unfortunately not a lot we can do about it um but that's uh, that's the way it goes and i thought i'd give you all a heads up on here for anyone that's listening just so you're not shocked if you want to place an order next time and see that the postage costs have gone up anyway next week we'll talk about the tiger um look out for the dog with the neckerchief coming very soon um that one is edited i've just got to produce the put the class together on the website and get that released so um shouldn't be much longer and you can get stuck into that one everyone lovely okay well thanks dad for uh and welcome back to the podcast oh it's my pleasure to a break and uh we'll see everyone next week thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.